0: Welcome listeners to Heavenly Interventions. I'm your host, Belma Vardy, and in every episode we share testimonies of God radically changing people's lives and situations for the better, so you can find hope and faith that He has a good plan for you too. In my very first two shows, you will hear interviews where I share my testimony. In this first episode, I am sharing my interview on Minnie and Friends with host Minnie Moore. She did a great job pulling the points out of me that needed highlighting from within my story. I love how God can take deep trauma to bring a story of healing and overcoming. And now to the first part of my testimony.
1: And my friend today is Belma. Belma Vardi. Welcome.
0: Thank you, Minnie.
1: Oh, wow. What a pleasure it is to meet you.
0: It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me and asking me to come. Yes,
1: and what a story you have. Yes, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about Belma growing up. First of all, that name, because for our audience, we're not saying Velma, we're saying Belma with a B. How did you get a name like Belma? Because I don't think we'll ever hear another Belma.
0: Well, my father spoke nine languages, one of them being French, and he wanted to call me Ma Belle, which means my beautiful one in French. And my mother said, no, in English, Ma Belle will be Mabel. Mm -hmm. So I don't want that name. And my father said, fine, we'll take Ma Belle and turn it around to Belma.
1: Wow. So. And you know, it is. It, your father was on the button there about my beautiful girl. You are one beautiful woman. the Well, bride of Christ is what I'm going to call it. Beautiful bride of Christ. Thank Take you. us back, Belma, if you would, mm-hmm. to where you grew up in Germany.
0: I grew up in Berlin, Germany. Mm-hmm. That was after my mom had taken me there. I really was born in Toronto. Oh, you
1: were actually born here.
0: I was. My mom tried to abort me. She didn't want me. Mm-hmm. And then she, uh, when I was 26 months old, she successfully aborted a baby boy, got very sick. So my father suggested, why don't you go to Germany and take Balma with you to recuperate? And when you're better, you come back. So she took me. But when she got there, she told my grandparents that her and my father were divorced, which wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, why don't you leave Belma with us till you get your life in order? So she flew back without me. And my father was at the airport. There's no daughter. And he sends her back. He went to the chief of police in Toronto. In Toronto
1: here. In
0: Toronto. Mm -hmm. And... They contacted the chief of police in Berlin, Germany. And then, to his horror, he discovered that because he was not a German citizen and my mother was, he had no legal right to me because I was in her country. So that's how I ended up in Berlin, Germany. So now here oh, I wow. am, uh, 26 months old, and now I'm being raised by my grandparents. Which is a wonderful thing. It's the next generation. Mm-hmm. When I was five and a half, we were woken up one night by very loud screaming, people pounding on the pavement, and very bright lights. It was about 2 a.m. You remember that? I do. Absolutely. How old were you? Five and a half. Mm-hmm. It was so traumatic mm-hmm. and so dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I had a really nice life with my grandparents. It was very prim and proper, a very Victorian upbringing. Like I had to curtsy when we ran into anyone on the street. It was just very Victorian. Sweet. Very old, Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, old-fashioned. Old-fashioned and sweet. But so I remember when that changed. And so the bright lights were helicopters. It was actually the night that the Berlin Wall went up. You in Canada say it went up, but in Germany we say it went down because the wall was lowered by helicopters through the middle of houses. Wow. And so the bright lights were the helicopters lighting up the area as they were lowering these big slabs of concrete through the middle of houses If you were in the back of the house, you were instantly in East Berlin. And the Russians took those people, they just pulled them up out of bed, lifted them up, threw them on a truck. So you have all these live bodies on a truck. And if you were in the front of the house, you were instantly in what's called West Berlin. And those people jumped out of bed and ran screaming down the street that's what we were woken up to. We didn't know what was going on. We ran to the street. We looked. All these people were in their pajamas and their looks on their faces was that of terror. And my grandfather didn't know what to do. Now, he had been forced to be part of Hitler's army. Mm. So he understood how the other side thought, so to speak, Mm -hmm. their plans and things like that. So he boarded up All the windows with plywood. My grandmother shaved off all my hair and dressed me up like a boy, hid me in the laundry hamper because they would kidnap little girls during the war. So she wanted me to look like a little boy and she hid me. And I knew she did that because she loved me. Mm -hmm. So that was okay with me. Yes, Yes. Mm -hmm. I knew how much they loved Mm me. Mm -hmm. And so I was hiding in the laundry hamper, and minutes later, the Russians were at the door and they were banging with their big boots, banging. And then my grandfather heard them say in Russian, oh, it's all boarded up. Nobody lives here. And he said it in Russian. Yeah. And they, the Russians said that and he understood it and they kept moving. Wow. So we were saved by the fact that my grandfather knew what to do and what they would look for. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So then for the next three weeks, we lived down in alleyways underneath the building, which were used during the Second World War. And they were very thin alleyways and they were just cement. They were cold and damp, but we were safe. Nobody could find us. And then after three weeks, my grandmother walked me to school My grandfather had a radio down there. He could hear it was safe to go out. Mm -hmm. So she walked me to school, and when we got outside, Berlin looked so different. Mm -hmm. There were men with machine guns. The wall was up, of course. They had shot people and left them hanging on trees, and they had killed horses that were laying dead. So you have this stench Stench in the air. Of death, yeah. Of death. Mm -hmm. And then my grandma said, walk with your head down so that they don't see your eyes. Don't look into their eyes. They might know you're a little girl. Mm -hmm. So we got to school. Half the teachers were missing. Half the children were missing. Mm -hmm. They were never to be seen again. They were in the east. Mm -hmm. And the whole schoolyard had barbed wire around it. And so it, it just wasn't safe there anymore. So my grandmother pulled me out of school and she homeschooled me for a while just to keep safe Mm -hmm. so that she wouldn't have to worry about me at school. So we learned and I learned at a very young age to take one penny and stretch it to 10 because we were all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. And I look at it as that just prepared me for ministry Mm -hmm. because that's what we do in ministry. We We just stretch things to make them work. And we do that by faith. And then God comes in and whoosh, Holy Spirit comes and he brings it to completion. So I loved living in Germany. It was a really special time. I can truly say that no matter how hard times are and what we go through, as long as we are with someone who loves us. And we know they love us, we can get through anything. Amen. That's
1: well said. Mm-hmm. Well said, Bellman, because love is a key. The yes. Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Yes. So you but now you stay with your grandmother until how old? I was eight. And then
0: we received a letter from my mother who had gotten remarried and I was under pressure from her second husband. Well, if you have a daughter, she should live with you. And so she asked my grandparents to bring me over to Canada. And we were devastated. Mm-hmm. My grandparents were like my parents to yes, me. Yes, of course. Right? My mm-hmm. mom and dad. I also knew in my heart that I had a mother who didn't want me. Mm-hmm. Strange how you know these things. I remember one day a parcel came with sweaters. And my grandmother said, look, look. Your mother has sent you some sweaters. And I said to her, but why would she send me sweaters if she doesn't love me? Mm -hmm. Somehow I knew in Mm -hmm. my heart this woman was just not connected with me. Mm So my grandparents, we packed up what we could, but I had to leave most of my things in Germany. And my mom said, well, I'll buy her all new things. Mm -hmm. And so you don't need to bring her anything So I left my friends, my school, all my familiar surroundings, my language, my family, my everything, Mm -hmm. right? Your comfort zone. Everything. Mm -hmm. And we had already lost 47 relatives to the wall going up because we used to be 50 people in a room. And then when the wall went up after that night, it was only three of us. Forty-seven relatives were in the east and we never saw them again. So I knew what loss was before I left my grandparents. And it was so frightening for me Mm -hmm. coming over on an ocean liner and knowing we would have to say goodbye. I just couldn't
1: fathom it in my mind. The fear was so great. Wow. I mean just listening to you, you know, you can you can sense it. It's so well put. How did you get through that trauma? Because, first of all, you have the trauma at 5, and then you have the trauma at 8 again. Mm-hmm. And now you're back in Canada, mm-hmm. which is not your home as far as you're concerned. Exactly. And you have to meet with someone, and of course, for those of you who may not heard at the beginning, her mother actually tried to abort her. So, I my sense of it is that that is exactly the the memory that is there. That although you can't put it together, that's right. That memory of what took place in the womb yes. never left, never left you. That's right. And that I mean, this is just a constant barrage of loss and pain and hurt.
0: Mm-hmm. And right from the beginning, even when she took me away from my father. Apparently, when I came to Germany, my grandparents said I was screaming for a month, wanting my daddy. Your dad, of and course. so that was you know. So the abortion, trying trying to do an abortion, then leaving my dad, leaving my grandparents. Yeah, it it was all adding
1: up yes. in my subconscious, so sure, to speak, right? Sure. Yeah. So you get you're now on the boat. You get to to um you you dock in where Montreal? No, New York City. New, oh, New York. And it okay. was the
0: year that President. Um,
1: Was it Kennedy?
0: Yes. It was the year that President Kennedy was shot. And it was Ah. a week before. Mm -hmm. But we came to New York, I saw the Statue of Liberty. Then we got on a train and went from the train to Toronto. Mm -hmm. And when we got off the train, my grandmother pushed me. She said, Look, there's your mother. You need to go hug her. That's the proper thing to do. So I ran with my heart open, my arms open. I hugged my mother, and it was like hugging a steel wall. And she pushed me away. And that's the first time I remember in myself rejection. Mm. She totally rejected me. And it shocked me. I didn't expect it. So this is the atmosphere I was coming into. Oh. And then when, so we drove in silence to their house. And when we got to their house, I walked in and I felt like this isn't a home. It's just walls. It's hollow. Another it's wall. empty. Mm-hmm. Another wall. Mm-hmm. And also my grandparents' home, we lived so poor and so simple, but there was love. Mm -hmm. And this I did not feel Mm
1: -hmm. in
0: my mother's home. So, yes, Mm -hmm. everything was hollow and
1: empty. Let me say this. At this time, you don't know the Lord. Correct. So this is, I mean, it is really hard to even, you've painted such a beautiful picture of it. I mean, it's not beautiful, but, you know, so well done that we can really sense what this little girl of eight years old is now walking into. Mm -hmm. It's another picture of emptiness Mm -hmm. and loss yes what do you do with that well at the time I didn't know the Lord so I
0: cried and cried from the depth of my being I didn't even know Mm -hmm. I had such depth in me and the grief Mm -hmm. I walked in as a little girl and I shut down because everything I said was rejected so now you put up a
1: wall. Here's it was another wall. Exactly. Yeah. I put up walls Absolutely. around me to, to protect myself sure.
0: mm-hmm. from this
1: this woman mm-hmm. that rejected me. Mm-hmm. And rejection right? is just, you know, Ben, my rejection is probably the hardest thing any human being can go through. But of course, we know that that's one of the things that Jesus speaks about, that he he was rejected by his very own. Yes, so we'll go forward and we'll see how she she's able to tie that in later on, but what you are now you are now living in a in an empty space, yes, with a wall mm-hmm. in your heart, yes, and you go you have to you you have nowhere to go but stay here, yes, so how do you get through the next couple of years?
0: It was really the next seven years, eight years, seven years mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did try to run away, but I didn't know where I was going. I just wanted to go back to Germany. Mm -hmm. And you just go forward and you become robotic. You're just existing. And you start to shut down. Mm -hmm. Your emotions are shut down. Your everything, your mind, your creativity, there is just no joy, no excitement. Um, You just stay the same.
1: You just exist in this through emotions, just going yeah. through emotions. Yeah, like, you become frozen almost. Yeah. yeah, and that takes you into mm-hmm. early teenagehood.
0: Yes, which was very difficult because, as we know, when we're a teenager, things change, peer pressure. And I mean, everything I had was taken from me. And my mother, who had promised my grandparents, I will buy her all new things, didn't buy me anything. And Um, Just took everything away from me. Um, The day before high school, I had long, beautiful hair to my waist. This is a crazy story. But she tied me to a chair on a cliff. She came with scissors, and I couldn't move. If I moved, I would fall down. I could get killed. And she cut off my hair to the ears. This is how I went into high school. She bought me one new item, and they were a pair of Oxford shoes, size 11. I took size 6. So can you imagine how ridiculous I looked? She never bought me new clothes, so the, the little dresses I had, which were way too short, I would make them into skirts and then put a sweater over top to cover up because I was so ashamed. Mm -hmm. I was so embarrassed. And so this is how I went to high school. I was constantly hiding in myself behind my wall not wanting anybody to know who I was, where I came from. It was so um, just shameful. I walked Mm. in complete shame. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How did you ever get out of that, Belma? Well, later on, when I met the Lord, mm-hmm. um, he brought me through mm-hmm. all of that. Looking but this is a good while ahead of that. <clears throat> yes, it's this, a good while yes, ahead yes. of that. But when I was 15, now the children's aid came and uh, saw what was going on. But my mother put a sign on the lawn that said no trespassing. And she she told them they can't come in. So. A friend at school came to me and said, is there something wrong? My mother phoned your mother to see if you could come over and your mother hung up on her. Well, they called the police and the children say, I ended up living with her and her mom and dad. And the, my life took a turn because wow. I was pulled out of that
1: situation away from my mother's grip, so mm-hmm. to speak. So you, you were actually moving into a place of freedom. Yes. Which you, you were... Really wanting because you've been trying to escape.
0: Absolutely. You know, from
1: this prison that you are actually living in. Yes. So it was not just a physical prison, it was a spiritual prison as well. Absolutely. Emotional, mental, everything. And so, and, and the thing about it is that one of the things that really was happening to you was that you had shut down. So here you go now. You have no emotions. You're not, you're just going through the, you know, the motions of being a person without feeling. In order to protect yourself, and we've talked about, you know, in uh, the, in this segment, we've talked about the walls that you've had to go through—the mm-hmm. wall in 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 Berlin, you yes. know, another wall in front of you as you you hit your mother because she's a wall in front of you—and then yes. you now build up your own wall. Yes, and so you you are literally, I, I hear three walls. You are literally encased in walls. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to be going into the next segment, and we want to talk a little bit more about how Belma came out of her walls. And this is where the beautiful picture of how Jesus takes um, the book that you have written on this because God was there, a journey of loss, healing, and overcoming. You need to stay tuned. There's so much more to hear on this amazing story of Belma Vardy. And we are back with my friend Belma Vardy. And Belma, what a story you have. And of course, for those of you who may not have been um, listening at the first for the first segment, this is someone who has come out of walls that were built not just by herself, but because of where she came from and what she went through. Now we're going to be talking a little bit about how, even as she spoke about the, the wall coming down in Berlin, we're going to be talking with Belma how she was able to get rid of those walls with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, wow. Don't we just love him? Oh, wonderful. <laughs>
0: wonderful. Holy yes, Spirit. spirit. Yes.
1: So we leave you um, in the first segment. We left where you had now escaped the prison of your mother who had rejected you. And yes. you're now living in a different environment. Yes. Take us through that, if you would. Unpack that a little bit for us.
0: Okay. I was living in at my girlfriend's home with her mom and dad mm-hmm. and we were teenagers so we were 16 years old mm-hmm. and they had a snowmobile so we would go snowmobiling every night and we I experienced freedom for the first time physical freedom physical freedom mm-hmm. one day we were standing waiting for the school bus to pick us up And my mother drove by. And when I saw her, even though she did all those terrible things to me, like she would beat me so much when I lived with her. She really abused me. Mm -hmm. When I saw her, this leap of hope came to me because we all need a mother, right? Mm -hmm. No Mm -hmm. matter what. Mm -hmm. But she drove by and she turned her head. And that was like rejection to me. So there was still that there, right? Mm -hmm. But my big focus was to finish high school. I wanted to finish school, and I wanted to become a stewardess so I could get on a plane and fly to Germany and see my grandparents all the time. So I lived at this home for about a year and a half. My girlfriend moved out with another guy at the time. We're still in high school. And then I was left in that home with her mom and dad, her dad started making sexual advances to me. So I grabbed my little backpack and I started walking down the street. And I ended up, like I stayed in school, but I ended up every night in either someone else's home sleeping on their couch or I found the backseat of a car. I fought for two months just to stay in school. Then it was November, now it's getting cold. cold. So I'm finding my place under evergreen trees because it's warm there. I heard of a room for rent near the school. I was walking there at lunch for two weeks, and a man saw me. After two weeks, he said his name was Mike. Can I help you? You keep walking by. And I said, I'm looking for a room to rent. And he said, oh, he says, you don't want to live next door, but come and talk to my wife. She speaks German. And I said, so do I. And he said, go and talk to her and meet my wife. So I met her. And the short of the long of it is they decided we want Belma to move in with us. You can live here for free. Can you imagine a total stranger off the street? Mm-hmm. And I'm a teenager at that. Mm-hmm. And on weekends, they went out and I could look after their children. And that was the kind of the exchange. Right? And so I lived there and was able to finish high school. And it was wonderful. It was a very normal home for me, just uh, a really great experience. So my mom had cut off all communication between my dad or my grandparents and I. And so their letters never came to me and mine never came to them. Now, uh, Mike and his wife, Monica, suggested, why don't you go to Germany? Germany and see your grandparents. So I did, and I spent the summer there. When I came back, they had built a room for me in the basement. So they became like my Canadian family, Mm -hmm. a safe place. Praise the Lord. Yes. And then I was looking for a father figure because I still hadn't found my daddy. Mm -hmm. And so I got married for all the wrong reasons, and that ended in disaster because I brought all my baggage into this marriage and so that ended in divorce. Then I'm still looking for to fill this void in my heart. Mm-hmm. I got into a modeling career mm. and I got many, many jobs because the idea is that you can look different with different hairstyles and makeup and they mm-hmm. can look like the girl next door. Or you can look like a supermodel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, I did the modeling, but the agencies I was working for were constantly pointing me towards uh, films that were nudity or half nude. Mm-hmm. And I always ended up quitting. I am not, not doing this. Mm-hmm. No. So I, and I knew it because my grandmother had instilled that in me. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. yourself pure. Wow.
1: Yes. Amen. Praise yes. God for that. So do you, do you now still not know the Lord at this point? No. That's right. I did not know the Lord. But but it had been instilled in you. My grandma
0: prayed with me every night to Jesus. She was a Christian. Every night. She wasn't born again at that time. But yes, she was a Christian. She knew the Lord. And she talked about him. him, Mm -hmm. And we had to study Jesus in school. We would go Christmas and Easter and go to church and see the nativity and yeah. it was there. It was
1: it was there. Yes. He was there. Yes, he was. He was there. And Absolutely. I love it because you know your your book says because God was there. Yes, and He was always there. Do you realize now that He never left you?
0: I realize He was always, always there.
1: there. Wow. Yes. So when do you come to that understanding that you need to give your heart to Him?
0: That girlfriend that I lived with when yes. I was 16, yes. she, her mom died. Mm-hmm. She came to see me, and she had been ready to commit suicide. But when I looked at her, she was beaming. Glowing. Glowing. Yes. And I thought, what happened to you? She says, I found the Lord. And my eyes rolled up thinking, oh, oh. brother, you're one of those. And I didn't understand. I said to her, what do you mean the Lord? Did you go see a psychiatrist? No, no. The Lord. And she says, you need to come with me to a place on Saturday night. So we went to a house church. And when we got there, people had their hands raised and they were singing. I never seen anything like this. There were only three seats left in the front row. So I was forced to sit in the front row. It was just a little um, house church of about Mm -hmm. 25 people. So then the preacher got up after the singing Mm -hmm. and he said, does anybody want healing? And so this lady, 78 years old, from the back, hobbles up to the front with a cane, sits down, puts both her legs out. He doesn't touch her. One leg's longer than the other. He starts praying for her in a a language I didn't understand, tongues. Mm -hmm. I watched this leg grow out and become longer than the other one and then come back and stay the same. And then the lady gets up. She walks to the back without a limp. And I'm thinking to myself, Nobody can do this but Jesus. Jesus has healed her leg. Amen. You,
1: so you now give your life to Christ. I did. I Was went, it that night? Yes.
0: Wow. I went Us yes. And I thought, if God can make that lady's leg grow, and another lady went up, if he could give her peace, well, that's what I want. I want that peace. And I went up, and I had this long list of illegal form filled with prayer requests but when I got up there I said to him I want God to kill me I didn't know what I was saying but do you know that's a biblical prayer because God says we are to die to self. self
1: come on and yes. so yes.
0: I ended up On the floor, he didn't touch me, but he prayed for me. I saw another lady on the floor, and things happened, and peace came on her. I thought, I want that. So I couldn't even tell you today if that was a courtesy fall or if I just did that myself. But once I got down there, I was was stuck. I couldn't move. And I had a vision of on a big movie screen of thousands of pieces of glass. God's hand came over the glass. The glass came together to form a heart. And I heard a voice say, Belma, I'm going to turn your stony heart into a heart of flesh. Now he's speaking scripture to me. I never even read the Bible. And so Holy Spirit washed through me. And I have to excuse this expression, but it honestly felt like a toilet flushing through my system. Mm -hmm. And it was the power of the blood of Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ that came through me and washed me clean. For the first time I heard that night, I was not a mistake. And there was a God who loved me, who hung on the cross to die for my sins. And he carried those burdens for me and I gave them All to Him.
1: And I was totally transformed. Wow, totally transformed. But now that does not mean that you're not going to go through some stuff.
0: Absolutely. Yes, I knew the Lord. Mm -hmm. But we have to continually walk in faith because we are still living in a fallen world where the God of this world is Satan. And so we need to read the Bible and pray and know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world to get through all the hard times. And yes, there were hard times.
1: I want you to share with our audience, if you would, Velma, one of, in the midst of one of those really hard times when you personally sensed and had the Holy Spirit, Jesus, come to you.
0: Well, when my ex-husband left me, mm mm-hmm. All the things from my childhood came back because that was like abandonment,
1: rejection, more rejection,
0: more rejection. Mm -hmm. And that night I was laying in bed and I said, Holy Spirit, I want you to be my best friend. Would you come and be my best friend? And I could feel this presence and I pulled the covers over my head and I said, oh, but don't come tonight because I'm scared. So the next morning when I woke up, I said, Holy Spirit, it wasn't dark. You see, I was scared of the dark Mm -hmm. because of what happened in Berlin Mm -hmm. when the night of the wall. Yes, yes, Yes. So now I invited the Holy Spirit and he came and he lingered in my house for three days. And he touched me in a way that I could feel him even on my body, if that Mm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you know the distance between the hard part and the soft part of an eggshell? There's Mm -hmm. just a tad. He was all around me like that. It was like I was the egg and he was all around me, but he was also through me. And yes, so I had such a dramatic encounter with him.
1: That's the word I wanted to hear. It was this dramatic encounter which says you never turn back. Never. when you when you have an experience like that you know yeah. like you know yes. like you know yes and that that propels you forward yes. into where you are today yes because he's now become your husband yes and that's the beauty of what you've explained about the egg because now you and him are exactly what you've said one in him yes and because you understand that, Belma, you were able to move forward and do what you are doing today. Yes. And what is that?
0: I'm traveling all over the world teaching worship dance. Come on. Yes. Tell our audience about <laughs> that. <laughs> teaching people how to come into intimacy with Jesus, using your body in movement. I taught myself the dance of grief. So I'm able to lead people in movement therapy where they need to release grief. And there is so much grief. Oh, come on. I can relate. I've been there and I haven't forgotten. There was nothing wasted. Nothing was wasted. Nothing. No, nothing, nothing. And I am not forgotten and you are not forgotten. He is there in all. He is there. And that's what propelled me as well to start working with the First Nations people, which I started doing in 1992. The chiefs asked me to write my story in a book because they say that their people resonate with my story. It helps to bring hope and healing. Absolutely. But in the workshops that I teach all over, people come in with their head hung in shame and they get an encounter with God. They get in tune with Him. Their spirit is lined up with His spirit and they have this divine, inspirational revelation of His presence. And... They are transformed on the spot. And I have the privilege of watching this children, youth, adults, men's workshops, ladies' workshops, then First Nations, uh, Indigenous people, Native American. I bring sometimes what's called the river of healing. It's whatever that particular church needs. Each church has a different need. And so the Lord helps me to say, okay, where's the history? Where are you at now? Where do you want to go? Let's put something together that will work for your church. And I have watched people get set free for 33 years. Come on, Benmo. It is incredible. I feel so privileged. It just brings me to tears when I think that he would use little old me and all he needs is a vessel that will say yes. It just reminds me, Catherine Kuhlman always said he's not looking for silver vessels. He's not looking
1: for gold vessels. He's looking for a yielded vessels. Amen. Amen. Come on. You know, you've got to get this book. This, is, I mean, there's so much more to this story. You know, Belma, one of the things I wanted to bring in was some scripture that the Lord has absolutely put on your heart. There are a couple that you use in here, and it speaks to, um, you know, the plans I have for you. Yes. Plans declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah, we know that one well, you know, um, yes. Jeremiah 29, 11. And then you say, your life has meaning. God is willing you to come. It's never too late. And you say, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." Yes. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Yes. And there is something where you speak about telling people that he hasn't forgotten you, no matter what.
0: That's right.
1: What a story that you have, that you can understand. God hasn't forgotten you. All you have to do is trust him, and you will see him turn every trial into yes. victory. Yes, every test. Every mess will become your message. Amen. Amen. And that, yeah. that is the truth. And I think I think one of the things that when I listen to your story or when we are listening to your story, and I'm going to ask you, Velma, because you know that everything you do is done by in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This book was written by the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, just, just going through it can you just know like you know that this was a part was literally you're in God's hands. And he literally took your story and has put pen to paper. Praise his so that, holy name. Praise his holy name, my sister. Yes. What an amazing story of healing, of overcoming. You know, we, 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 serve, we are overcomers. Amen. But for such a time as this, he's called you. Yes. And my goodness, is he ever using you mightily for his glory. In these last few minutes, I'm going to ask you, there's, there are a couple of things you've said at the end here. You ask some questions and you say, will you give him your life, your past, your future, your journey? Yes. You know, I want you just just in the last couple of minutes before we go, just to speak to that if you would.
0: I would encourage anyone who's listening, what have you got to lose? Just say that prayer. You can talk to him as if he was right in front of you. And if you're afraid, just close your eyes and say, Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, whatever you're comfortable with, you say, call him Father God, Daddy, Holy Spirit, Jesus. I give you my heart today. I give you my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Wash me clean in your blood. Thank you that I can be called your child. Help me to always say yes to your will. In
1: the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And, Lema, can you just tell us where they can find the book? Where they can find you? They can find me
0: online at www.celebrationofdance.com. Mm-hmm. They can write me at Belma Vardy at celebrationofdance.com. Mm-hmm. There is a Facebook page, a ministry Facebook page called Vardi Travels. So I have a personal one as well, Balma Vardi, but once they ask for me, then I will give them the ministry Facebook page and they can see all the trips there. Balma Vardi Travels on Facebook. A number 905-336-1499.
1: Wow. And, you know, you've got to get the book. The book is called Because God Was There, A Journey of Loss, Healing and Overcoming. And we, have, we haven't we touched half of what is in this book. But, you know, you must get the book. Belma, what a pleasure mm-hmm. to meet you and the privilege that God has brought you here to speak to those out there under the sound of your voice. But we just want to give the Lord thanks for you and to bless you as you continue on your travels to give God the glory, the honor, and the praise.
0: Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. And that concludes this show, the first half of my testimony. You will hear more of this story in our next show. For greater detail of this story, please order my book called Because God Was There, which can be ordered through Amazon or my webpage www.celebrationofdance.com. You can write me at belmavardi@celebrationofdance.com, or the customer service department on our webpage or find me on my ministry Facebook page called Belma Vardy Travels. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Heavenly Interventions with Belma Vardy and I look forward to our next time together.